Hello again. We're here for another episode of Today in Space. We're doing two this week. Um, there was just a lot of major things that I wanted to talk about. It was just way too long for one single episode. And I can probably guess you probably need something new to, to listen to. So, um, so we're here. We... This episode, what I wanted to do was talk about... Uh, it's a concept we've talked about a lot. It's the balance, right? It's the balance of... Um, well, we usually talk about it in the context of uh, NASA and SpaceX, theory and practice, and how, you know, we, we see it in the space industry where SpaceX is able to move extremely, extremely quickly and solve some of these problems that have historically plagued, have been plagued with time issues, you know, them being delayed and taking too long for them to, to come to fruition, which then means that NASA needs to go get more funding. So the original money that was given uh, gets all eaten up. The amount of time they said it was going to be uh, takes longer than, it, than uh, they originally want. And then we end up in this scenario where... At a certain point, the uh, program gets canceled because it costs too much money. That happened with the Constellation program with George W. Bush, where we were going to go back to the moon, um, but it ended up costing too much money, so they canceled it. Then, um, you know, luckily we had uh, President Obama and NASA Administrator uh, Bolden. They did a great job of starting the commercial crew program, which is has had delays and has been pushed off. But this is this is something that is part of science this is a part of engineering and so we we have to we have to figure out where the line is between we want to make something perfect we want to make it the best thing use the best equipment that we have top of the line and do it exactly how we want it to versus what is good enough and that that's kind of what this episode of the balance is about is, is finding that line of good enough and uh, I think SpaceX has done a great job of that. I think SpaceX has figured out some kind of uh, magic, as we'll call it, because I don't quite understand it yet. But they've figured out a way to go through the same hoops or the, the same challenges that NASA and all these other uh, companies that have been working for the space industry, and they're able to do it quickly. And that has happened in an even more accelerated, as crazy as that seems, an even more accelerated pace with the latest with coronavirus and PPE, because uh, as you guys may have may know, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but with 3D printing, people have been 3D printing. You may have seen the thing about with Italy, where they were 3D printing ventilator pieces that weren't available anymore. They ran out of them, and they need to make ventilators, so they 3D printed, reverse engineered, and 3D printed these pieces to help people that needed it. And so there was a big call out, man, it seems like forever ago at this point, but uh, maybe it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, where uh, specifically here in the U.S. and uh, for uh, the Boston area, a call to people with 3D printers to start 3D printing masks, right? Um, and at that time, it was just masks. Um, and this was for healthcare professionals. So we put a tweet out there, got a, got a ton of likes and retweets, and uh, yeah, that's great. But the problem was, is there was no real organized effort. And how could there be, right? Because it just kind of happened. It just kind of plopped into everyone's lap. And it was like, hey, we need to figure out a solution right now. So a bunch of people started 3D printing masks and whatever designs they could find, right? But the problem is, is who approves that, right? Ultimately, it's the healthcare providers, right? Especially if we're going to donate these to hospitals, you know, they need to tell us which designs are okay. And 
to the credit of the healthcare professionals, they did reach out to everyone that was being vocal online. They had places where you could where you could sign up. Um, but it, it was a, a major issue of, hey, we need to come up with a design that we're okay with, that that different you know parts of the hospitals, whether you're in a surgical ward, they may need a different mask compared to someone who's just on the floor, who's not actually interacting um, with people that have COVID-19. Um, there was also the issue of, hey, what happens? Maybe there's a different thing for someone in a COVID unit. Maybe they need a completely different design. And so that was, that was a an amazing experience. I was really glad that I was able to be a part of that. Um, the, the people in uh, Massachusetts healthcare, I mean, we have some of the best healthcare in the world. So to, to be a part of those conversations was a huge honor and I, I wish all of them luck. But we ran into the same issue. We ran into the same issue of at what point is, is this ideal look for perfection? And what is the perfect design? What is the one, the one design to rule them all, right? What is the, maybe there isn't just one design. And so, you know, the original plan of, hey, by the end of this weekend, we're going to come up with a design that's okay. Didn't quite happen. It, it actually ended up being another week before we got to the point. And I would say even still, it really comes down to what each hospital is willing to do. Because that, that has been the craziest challenge of this whole thing is, Okay, we got the healthcare professionals together, but then there's all of there's there's a whole dynamic that you need to deal with. Uh, and, and and before I before I go any further, me talking about this, I'm not trying to say this in a way that denounces or 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 brings down the healthcare professionals. They're doing the damnest best job that they can do with the situation they've been given. They were over flooded with with situations. Uh, with a situation that no one, no one was prepared for, and they're doing the best that they can. I and and when I bring this up about NASA, I don't do this to bring this up to harp on NASA because there are people out there that try and and make a career about harping on NASA. I'm not trying to do that. What I'm trying to do is, and that's that's why I, I self-deprecate here on the podcast and I talk about my uh, downsides and the problems I have is because it's a human problem. It's not a NASA problem. It's not a, a Medicare problem or or, or a medical. Uh, healthcare industry problem. It's everywhere. And anywhere that there's science, you're going to see the same issue where we, and this is not just science, this is everyday life, people that overanalyze. Where is the line where we say it's good enough? And we stop looking for the one perfect solution or the one, the one answer to the problem. Maybe there are multiple. And so at first, I, I, I was charged up because look, we have three D printers here. That's what helps funds. That's what helps fund the podcast, right? Is our three D printing lab, AG three D, and so of course I was jazzed up to get on board and start helping my community, however I could. But what became evident very very quickly was number one, getting supplies was a big issue. I mean, again, this feels like forever ago, but this is what three weeks ago. And three weeks ago, I was concerned about 3D printing parts that weren't going to be useful to anybody and wasting material, right? So I put a, I put a stop on printing any designs because, but uh, despite a few, just to test, like making one just to test fit and stuff like that. But I had to be very careful because if I just started printing a bunch of stuff and used up all the material, it could be another month before I saw it um, at my doorstep from Amazon, you know, more filament to use. 
So um, that was a very stressful thing to, to kind of feel like I'm, I'm waiting around and not being useful while I'm seeing some other people, you know, print stuff online. But what I did not want to do is I did not want to provide something that made people feel secure when they weren't. So I, I was on a ton of these phone calls and listened to a whole bunch of different perspectives from different people because there's also another issue that's going on with, with PPE, personal protective equipment, masks, face shields, that there's the healthcare side, there's the people in the hospital, the people on the front lines who are the ones in COVID units, in surgical rooms, in hospitals that need this equipment. There's that. There's that immediate need. And that's where a lot of these, you know, even from the federal government side, what, what, you know, the PPE, the masks, N95 masks that are being given, they're going right to the hospitals first, right? What about people in EMTs? What about the nurses? What about the people in residential homes? People working in special needs? Firemen? Policemen? What do they get? Right? And they're 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 going to get some eventually but it's going to be the hospitals first that get it because they're the ones on the front line so i spend a lot of my extra time you know I, I do have a day job still so of course i have to put my effort there most of my day is there and then the few hours that i do have um that i'm not spending time with uh, my loved ones is spent figuring out these problems and, and printing out uh, face shields at this point you know we've we've got our video on our um, EG3D YouTube channel you can see the progress we're doing it weekly so you guys can see what we're doing uh, if you don't follow us daily on our Instagram page EG3D printing you can see what we're doing day to day there but you can catch up on our, our kind of our weekly um, it's kind of just like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's a uh, it's a mashup of the week so that you can you can see that if you if you don't actually follow us or you, you don't have the time to see it so if you miss something so we have been we spent the first week week and a half doing research because I wanted to make sure whatever we provided to somebody was actually going to help and things changed so rapidly we learned so much more every week it seems like every day and it seems like things change I mean just from three weeks ago reason we were just talking about masks now we're talking about face shields because although the virus is very very small and yes uh an n95 mask is has the ability to filter out the size of that uh covid19 molecule or or or, or, or disease uh the actual particle size but it's actually most of the time you're not just going to have a particle it's going to be connected to some kind of mucus or someone sneezing someone coughing so having that face shield is super important because it's probably going to be traveling on some kind of a water-based molecule, right? So if you can um, catch with a face shield the, the water particle first and then have the mask as a backup, you're better off. So, and we've also now learned that they're recommending that everyone has some kind of a mask and they're recommending um, even as, as, as little as, you know, bandanas, but cotton cloth. So um, it's really about making sure that the water particle at this point, again, it could change by the time this video comes out or, or by next week, but it, the information was changing. And so I, I was literally in just a constant state of staying up to date on calls with doctors and, and healthcare professionals of what works best. And, and looking at the latest research, which again is 
super, super early. And I mean, as far as science is concerned, this is such an amazing and incredible and uh, terrifying thing. All of those things, all of those emotions at the same time, because even the people who are experts don't know. They don't know, and there hasn't been enough time for anyone to know what's really going on. And the thing that's been going around in my head is great science takes time to develop. It needs peer review. It needs uh, enough data points, right? And so we're in the middle of this, and so the all we can do is is good enough at this point. And so where is that line? And, and so I ask you, where, where is that line when, when people's lives are involved? Where is that line when it comes to space travel, when human beings are being launched, when we know that every single life that we lose, we've seen that with the space shuttle. The space shuttle got retired because of that fear, because of that fear of losing of life. Where is that line? And SpaceX rides that line of good enough so, so well. And, and I've, I've been looking to them as inspiration of like, all right, at a, at a certain point, I have to say, this design is good, this design is good, let's print it. So we did that. We found the Prusa mask design, the Prusa face shield design, um, which is a great design. It's four hours to print, gets all the parts, and it actually uses something that is actually still in stock, which is uh, uh, their Avery three-hole punch clear plastic dividers. So they're a little bit thicker than like the regular flimsy ones that you would like put sheets in but it, it, it works really well. It's something that we can still buy today, or if people want to help donate, they can buy that and, and help us give supplies to people. Because the other problem, right? Everyone and their grandmother <laughs> is, in, in manufacturing, is buying up all of the materials that are being used. So that, that stockpile of what would usually be a readily available material is gone. And it's, again, not going to see the day of the, the light of day for anyone outside of the front lines of the healthcare system. So it really is a crazy situation and not anything that anyone has been um, accustomed to at all or that anyone could have prepared for. I mean, this is, I think this goes past most people's worst case scenario of what would happen with, with supplies and, and when you could actually get new supplies. So um, the line of good enough it it really is uh, an interesting topic. And so I, I ask you for, for all of this stuff, like where, at what point is good enough for science? At what point is good enough for the space program, uh, for for human lives to be to be at stake? You know, um, obviously you need to be safe, but for for NASA, I think, and for the space program for America, the, 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 the line is not so much human safety, it's we need to develop faster. We can't, we can't bank on the fact that in two years, in four years, we'll still have the same scenario, the same conditions that allow us to get the funding that we need, right? We, we, we don't know that the, the administration or the politicians that are still involved that are helping us get that funding for the space program are still going to be there. Or that the public interest is still there. I mean, the big curveball for the space program right now is obviously this pandemic and, of course, funding. So, again... We're going to hear the same line we always hear. Why are we spending money up there when we need the money down here? And this is definitely one of the best arguments uh, of, of all time for that. So I think getting more funding for NASA is going to be a big problem. So I, I, I've seen this before. I've seen this uh, in, in articles leading up to this that, you know, they're going to be trying to keep launches on pace because, again, their line for good enough is time, right? It's about time and funding. So... 
what is good enough based on what NASA has learned over years of doing this, and what are they okay with doing now? SpaceX is in a great spot that they'll be able to, they've, they've done most of the safety tests they've needed to do, the crew abort test went fine, so so they'll be good, and and it seems like the, the test is, sorry, it's cold, I'm, I'm shaking, if, you, if you're worried about me, it's okay, it's just cold out here. <laughs> um, so SpaceX is okay, we found out that Boeing is actually going to do another test uh, of, uh, of, of their spacecraft, Starliner, before setting it back up, which after their... Uh, their issues on the first test uh, launch, it's good to hear that they're doing another. I, I think that that's great. They have the time, they have the money, right? So so that is good. Um, as far as this coronavirus stuff and PPE, we are banking it off of the most available research that is to date. Um, and if people are going to be using face cloths and bandanas then we can actually provide a product that will do something that a lot of things don't do you know what i'm trying to say here so there's a lot of thoughts going through my head what i'm trying to say here is we can now provide something that can be reusable right so everything on here is going to be something that can be either disinfected or thrown into the washing machine and cleaned right so if we throw some heat we throw soap and we break down the 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 barrier walls of the cell then we're able to destroy it so um so everything you know down to uh we had a suggestion you know our mask uses a right now an elastic band because that's all i had now that's not great for people that are allergic to latex obviously but what else could be done right and 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 an elastic itself is permeable Right, and it's not something you, you would have to use a new elastic every day, right? So that's not really useful. So, uh, one person offered uh, hair ties, the elastic hair ties that could be thrown into the wash. Uh, we also have a fabric elastic that could be used. Uh, that again can be th- taken off the mask, thrown in the wash, and then the next day that person can uh, put the mask together and work it uh, just fine. As far as the face shield, um, we're looking to give people multiple sheets of the three-hole punch binder so that they can clean them but also have multiples there so that uh, they have some options and some backups just in case they get scratched or it's just they're they're not comfortable using it again they'll have a backup and that supply should hopefully still be in stock so um, we're trying to help our local community here in Massachusetts my my neighboring uh, neighboring towns um, we'll be getting on with our local um, broadcasting network which has been great. Uh, we've been putting the podcast up there for years now, and it's been great. They've been helping a lot, helping spread the word. So that's amazing. And it's been really cool seeing a lot of people get together to help the people in need. So um, we're going to be donating these to the people that need them. And it's just, for us, we have had to actually answer the question of when good, when good enough is good enough uh, for science and uh, it's been an an interesting experiment for me to go through uh, especially with how much I talk about it here on the podcast with NASA and SpaceX so we actually had a real life example of that situation here so that's all I want to share. Uh, just an update. Um, we're we're going to be talking with a lot of people. Thank you for, for joining us for this episode. Um, we are talking with a lot of people that are going to be coming on the podcast soon. People that I've met from um, over the years, from online, whether they're the Space Pan Squad, uh, the our Twitter group on on. Twitter, um, where I've, I've been friends with them for a long time. A few of them are going to be getting on. We're going to have a few people that I met during the NASA social for uh, my first rocket launch. 
and we're going to have them on and other people through those connections uh, as well. Uh, so there's, there's a lot. There's a lot we've got coming for you guys. Uh, stick with us. Spread the word. Uh, if anyone needs a, a Space Science podcast or another podcast to listen to, send them our way. Uh, let them know. Subscribe. Uh, follow us, Today in Space Pod, on Instagram and Twitter. AG3D Printing on Instagram, so you can see what we're doing every day with our 3D printers to help with this stuff. And also, we do some fun stuff as well. We've got the baby Yoda, uh, the child. We've also been 3D printing that and getting them painted, so you can check him out there. Uh, actually, I don't think he has a gender, so um, I've just been just calling him, him the child. Uh, yeah, so that's it. I'm, I'm rambling at this point. It's cold. I'm going to go inside. Uh, but have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next week for another episode of the podcast. And don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist, uh, The Space Mix, that has a whole bunch of songs that have something to do with space or science. You can listen to that. Uh, it's a jam. Honestly, we've got a ton of really great songs on there, songs you wouldn't expect. And everything has a reason to be on there. So uh, it's, it's a fun game to wonder why did this go on there uh, so put that on go to Spotify check that out and that's it folks spread love spread science live long and prosper